Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Investigating Mars. Today, we will be talking about Veronica Mars' The Thousand Dollar Tan Line, chapters 8 through 14. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. I'm Yvette. And welcome back, everybody. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. what this book was about. I know, me too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I always had to rewrite, reread the first seven chapters, but I once I started reading, it all came back to me. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's good. I have no um, idea what we, what, what like, what predictions we made or anything in the last. Because <laughs> it's all gone. I'm like, uh. uh all right. Well, I I remembered most of it, but there's one point where some character comes up. They're talking about, and I'm like. I don't remember how this person fits into the plot. <laughs> and I was well, going to go back and read to figure it out. I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can remind you when we get there. Uh, yeah. We'll suss it out. I have faith. Yep. That's right. That's right. We will do it. All right. Well, let's get started then. And again, oh. I have no synopsis. Because, well, it's... In the in chapter of the book, Veronica finds out stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll start with chapter eight, and uh, Veronica visits Stanford. She visits a professor that she had, Dr. Haig, and asks about Chad Cohen, who, if anybody forgot, was Haley's boyfriend, who she broke up with, and um, the professor. Uh, says that he was in class on the 11th, which is the day that Haley disappeared. And that, and that he's all like basically uh, allowed to skip class because of his sports and, and blah, 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 blah. He's going to be like, he's like douchebag McGee, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I got about this dude. <laughs> And my notes for chapter eight was, hey, look at look at this, filling in all of the blank spots for part of Veronica's ten skipped years. Mm -hmm. like, I was really confused about that. Like I, I remember this. I remember that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I was really confused about that. Like I highlighted like the Dr. Will Haig, Veronica's one time academic advisor, because I was like, wait, we don't know this guy, right? Like, where'd this come from? And then yeah, it becomes obvious that we don't know him. But I keep like thinking that I'm gonna know who these people are. You know what I mean? Well, but of course, they're like all new. Right, because uh, you know, according to them, ten years have passed since the show ended. Right. <laughs> and to us, it just ended like last month. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah and uh, of course we get another authority figure questioning veronica's life choices yeah. oh but at the end he actually um you know says that maybe she is in the right field so that's good i think i wondered if that was a put down though no, I think because she caught him off guard with the way that she was going about what, how the way that I took it anyways was that he surprised her in the way that she was uh analyzing these things and thinking that that actually was what she was meant to do because she was doing doing it in such a way that he wouldn't have thought 
most PIs would do. Mm -hmm. That's how mm -hmm. I took it. Well, I like that better because yep. then yep. he doesn't seem so, I don't know, just not nice. <laughs> well, that's what one of the notes that I made was, oh, Lee's old professor thinks she might be in the right line of work after all. And I was like, okay. Because that's the, the first time someone seems to be like, yeah, you're a private investigator. That's, yeah, that fits you. I can ask well, a question. Um, so, like, let's pretend you had to go back to, like, your college, if you went to college or high school or whatever, and, like, you met with your old advisor. Would you really care at all if they what they thought about you were doing right now? Like, I can't imagine giving two craps about what my, like, college advisor from, like, 15 years ago thinks about what I do for a living now. Well, but I don't think this was that long ago for her, really, it right? It was 10 years. I but, mean, actually, it's the same for me when I think about it, because, like, I was in college at 21. So that was, yeah, like, 11 years ago. So she's... But this is this is her uh, her advisor at Stanford, it's right? after Hearst, yeah. So uh, it would be after Hearst. So her graduate advisor? I mean, did she Probably. go to grad school? No, she that went to law be... school. That's not grad school. Yeah, no, no. She was mentioning like pre-law and stuff in this chapter. So, so she's this still was... an undergraduate. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think it would depend on how close you were to that, that teacher at the time. You know what you thought of their opinion, because there are some teachers where you're just like, whatever. This is the class I have to take. I don't care. And then there's other people who like inspire you and. I mean, I loved my advisor like an undergrad, but I really don't care now what they think about me. I just feel like it's weird that they keep calling back to her past in this kind of way. Because well, me and Monica aren't fill, that far. I, I know they do to fill in, in yeah. backstory. And then also because like she's going back pretty much to the same like like area. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's different when you're coming back and you're living in your same hometown as to, and then you're making a living there. I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm like you, Yvette, I wouldn't really care, but like, let's just say I was to move back home to the town that I, you know, grew up in essentially and people from high school or, you know, college advisors or whatever, like they thought I was going places. And let's just say, I just kind of almost settled for something like small. I might like you know have like a tinge like uh, this is what I'm doing maybe she's just not comfortable with it in herself and so it's like coming out as you know like if you're well if you're like like if like I know what I do right now it's very very different from what I went to school for but I think it fits me so much better and it's awesome and I'm proud of it mm -hmm. whereas if I wasn't and I kind of like was questioning it myself I might be a little bit more sensitive to what other people thought well I think though uh, she's also in a in a position right now where she spent all this time and money and, you know, whatever, going to school to be a lawyer. And now she has uh, basically decided, you know, she almost had, you know, she was getting ready to be the lawyer. She had the interview. She was ready to go. And then all of a sudden she changed her mind. So I think there's probably self-doubt that she's having. Like, oh, my God, I, yeah. just, I just did all this. Did I make the right decision? And so... Any anybody who is questioning that decision, you know, helps weigh on her conscience of like, oh my god, am I making the right decision? So she's looking for somebody, anybody to kind of like see that it's um, that it's okay. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I agree I, with you. I think it's like projection all the way when she mm-hmm. says that people like think of her as like disappointing or whatever. I think she maybe is feeling that about herself. Yeah, I think it definitely is. I mean, not backed up with her dad and stuff, but I think that she's still kind of questioning it. And so, um, yeah, like anyone who she used to look at before, like, you know, who, you know, she's just trying to seek approval from the people that she used to seek approval from before. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it has more more to do with her than it has to do with whoever she's talking to. I think, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to chapter nine, wherein Veronica visits Chad. He did not want Haley to go to Neptune for spring break, and Chad was heartbroken, but he didn't have time to get to Neptune and back to Stanford. I, I don't know what to think of this Chad guy. I mean, obviously not it, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I like red was... herring all over. Yeah, this if this was an episode, this would be like probably somewhere around minute... 10 and this is the first person that Veronica's suspecting and, and and that theory immediately gets thrown out so yeah she'll like, probably okay. accuse this person point her fingers at her get really up in his face and then move on yeah I feel like we all know it's not Chad yeah yeah in in this book playing the Logan slash Weevil role is Chad <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Chad. <laughs> well, but we're, we're going to have at least, I mean, I would hope we're going to have Logan and Weevil in the book eventually. Yes, but I'm really hoping that she, she won't accuse either of them of kidnapping this girl. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> since Logan is like over. Well, you never know <laughs> what will happen in the next seven chapters. Yeah, since what happened at the end of this section was really crazy. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go. Do you already have the the rest of the book mapped out of like where where you want us to stop reading to give us the most uh, bang for our buck? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, kind of. (laughs) No pressure. Uh, No pressure. Yeah. No, I just knew that you had to stop here. Like this was the (laughs) one spot that I was like, okay, well, you have to stop there. So we will go to chapter seven the first time. Like that's where that came Uh, from and why you had to stop there. Because, yeah. (laughs) Good call. Anyway, so he knows what's going to happen. Right. In chapter 10, um, Veronica checked out Chad more and came up empty like everybody you know, likes him and whatever. Um, Crane DeWalt, who I will remind you is Haley's stepbrother. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, um, slash boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So he has a record. Mac found that. And Coach Finnell supplies him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Veronica invites Wallace to a party. And that's the end of that chapter. Oh my gosh, I just love the, I just love the, um, like just with them together, it just felt like old times. Mm-hmm. By is... old times, I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. <high> yeah. <laughs> you mean you mean three months ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that it's funny. This is the first time. I mean, granted, we're not very far into the book and and whatever, but this is the first time that the book felt like the TV show for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. I, in my feedback for the first um, 
seven chapters that we read, I mentioned that I just don't think that this book is very well written. Mm. Um, but this is the first time that I was like, oh, this actually feels like Wallace and Veronica. Like, I don't feel like the characters have felt real. I mean, not real, but like real to the characters we know. And I could see it. Like, I could, like, it, it all was very visual to me. I could see the setup. I could, you know, like, mm-hmm. it was just, it felt very much like an episode, which is, it's hard to move from watching something on TV like this to to reading a novel because the visual aspect of it was is so important to what we've been doing. So... <laughs> So what, what I, I thought about it, and it's it's because it's like, yeah, you know, you can picture, I mean, in your mind, you have like Wallace and Veronica, like their faces. So when he, they just, when he describes them a little bit, like you can instantly picture. But the reason why it feels so much like the book is because, and I was thinking about this later on when she dresses up, you know, to go to the college party, um, it's the dialogue between the characters that you know, you can like hear the voices, right? So he mm-hmm. obviously wrote like the dialogue for the characters in the show. So when he writes it here, you're like, oh, I can recognize like the, I can recognize the camaraderie between them. And then like he puts them in situations which are very typical, like in this, you know, that you would see them on the show, like going to the college party and all that. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's the same thing with like the Buffy season eight and nine comics. The yeah. dialogue between the characters, that's where I feel like, okay, this is Buffy. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, like, and I think in the first part of the um, novel, like the first seven chapters, that was setting up, you know, the murder. It was, like, kind of, like, introducing her into, like, you know, kind of work in the world and, like, just, it was more, like, plot, 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 plotty as opposed to, oh, like, and enter Mac and enter Wallace as opposed to, like, now they're actually doing stuff together. That was, like, the cold mm-hmm. open. <laughs> well, actually, Heidi, yeah. since you mentioned, um... <laughs> right. Since you mentioned the Buffy comics, I actually wonder if this might work better as a, like a graphic novel than as a novel. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it might, actually. It might. But then he would, his, he would have to waste his um, his prose on, like, uh, <laughs> describing things in a way that I used mm-hmm. to read when I was yeah. in junior high. Mm-hmm. I, there was one point where they were, when they were walking through the, the college campus, and, like, landmark this and they turned it this thing and I was just like it's like those fanfics where someone has never been to a place so they research the heck out of it to try and make it seem like they know what they're talking about and they, and they go there and, and they're like oh everywhere yeah and, and, it, and also yeah, like um... there, there was I read about this on the Wikipedia page I have to put it in <laughs> this, this really did remind me of though of like reading um reading reading like books when I was in elementary school or um you know junior high like when they even describe the characters like just the description of the way he writes the characters like the description it's very descriptive like you know her blonde eyes or like you know she had cat like this eyes and auburn hair with long swept bangs like I remember these vividly because yeah it reads like a young adult novel yes it really does except there's lots of swearing Chad and his sensual lips. Like, I, I know. I, oh my seriously, God. I, I was saying this. that to my mom. I said, never. I'm like, what is that? And my mom's trying to explain. I'm like, yes. Okay. I understand that there is a visual to go with that. But have you ever in your life looked at someone and thought, gee, they have wide sensual lips? <laughs> no. <laughs> never. Well, yes. I might now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut out. <laughs> 
I mean, like, I'm I'm definitely not going to knock young adult young young adult books because that's pretty much all I read. Um, oh yeah, I love young adult novels, but there's better ones, Timmy. <laughs> like the ones that you read and the ones that I've like I've read, like you know the Harry Potter's of the world and like you know even like Divergent and all of those. They're better written than this. This is like when I was probably in elementary school and reading like you know I don't well, know like I don't even. I feel like I I and I kind of feel like the reason that they that they're written this way is because he's not used to writing novels he's used to writing that's it he's used to writing screenplays like scripts mm -hmm. where you know where you lead in and you say you have to describe things in a way of how you want to direct it how it has to look you know because that's the way tv writers and movie writers think and write because it's the environment okay. is there but that's is, what i'm saying that's so like the, is this jennifer graham who's writing with him because obviously she's been brought in as the writer why is she not i mean well, I, he I, has written he has written novels before too okay i i, I haven't looked up anybody because you know me and my mindset of spoilers, Bill. Um, <laughs> but, like, what has she written before? What is her style of writing? Um, Heidi, have you read yeah. his other books? I haven't. It's, um, I think there's others, but there's the Rat Saw God. Um, but I I feel like his, his natural medium, like, he may have written, like, anyone can write a novel, but, like, I mean, I think, you know, his natural medium is probably for TV. Mm. And oh, yeah. I just feel like he has a knack for dialogue. But it's not like, you know, and probably his strong suit. And like, without reading it, it's not a novel, I can't say for sure, but his writing like novels. And so, yeah, like when we, when you mentioned like whether this would be better if it's a graphic novel, like he wouldn't have to be encumbered with all the descriptors and it probably would work out really well. Right, because the descriptors mm -hmm. would be in the pictures. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because what yeah, this reads like to me is like honestly like old school, like young adult novels. Like I'm thinking like Nancy Drew. That's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not reading like art, like anything that's like written after like the 90s even. Like this is like. And I don't. Yeah. It's not funny because like I would think that I think that like probably like I don't know why that is, but yeah, it's absolutely the fact that it's like an old school. Did novel. you guys ever read those books? <laughs> Did you guys ever read those books that it was, I can't remember who the author was, but in every book it was like a love story, but one of the teenagers was dying of something. Like somebody was. Oh, Heidi, that's so familiar. I think uh, I have Are we talking that. about like the R.L. Stein books or something? <laughs> no, that's, no, that's like goosebumps. This is like young, young teen love. Someone falls in love with someone and one of them is going to die. Or one of them is sick and needs a transplant. Or one I of them totally has cancer. These. Or one of them, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like every single book was exactly the same story. <laughs> but just somebody had a different disease. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and, I think I read like, every one of them. Yeah, that was just a whole um, fad of young adult books. Like, yeah, there but there was, was this certain author. Yep, there was a um, certain author that wrote like a ton of them. But, but that, like, because I remember that, like, right around sort of middle school age, um, for me, that the big thing that I was remember reading in young adult fiction was the idea of retelling fairy tales into, like, modern settings. And that was huge. Like, all the books were these modern fairy tales. 
but and so I think that was like what came after before after I don't know the 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 dead and dying kids are you know oh we're in love but somebody's gonna die uh-huh that around yeah. forever well yeah and it comes back around I mean you know now we've got the modern fairy tales that are big again and the dead and dying love story uh is also big again you know with fault in our stars and stuff so yep. but anyway we will move to chapter 11 now um, Veronica plays a co-ed at the party named Amber, who <laughs> she played in The Wrath of Khan. Thank you, uh, feedbacker who told me who it was. I can't remember who, who, I can't remember who commented and told me, but yeah. I couldn't remember what episode it was in. Hold on. It was, thank you to, hold on, guys, I'm at a computer. It was, uh, Marie. Yay. Thank you, Marie. Yeah, thank you, Marie. Thanks. I appreciated that. I was like, I can see her. I can see the visual, like, when she was Amber, but I cannot remember what she was doing or why. <laughs> so um, she is searched by armed guard, Turin Wallace. Um, the undercover thing is a little creepier now that they're close to 30. Right, these are going to be some doctoral students or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Rico is introduced as a judge for the Tanline competition, and he is the guy from Haley's Pictures. I liked that they were watching Spring Breakers party. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very like um, this will be dated in a couple of years. We'll be like, oh yeah, this is you know 2013. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just can't imagine wanting to watch yes. that movie on Spring Break because it's so like nihilistic and depressing. I know. But he's probably <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> I, I have. I he googled didn't it. Know what this was? I didn't know if it was a real movie or what. I was just like, okay. It's Harmony Corin. He did um, like Kids and Gummo and like a bunch of other depressing things. Um, this you're, is you're, like take on Spring Break. You're saying words. They mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I have they probably like a, did. Director. Just, back they the probably did just play it because it had Spring Break in the title. <laughs> they had no idea. That's what I'm what? saying. He googled it. Yeah. I mean, um, something I, kids must watch. But yeah, they are also listening to Lady Gaga. So yeah, it's going to be pretty dated. In yeah. A year. Oh, that's right. No, not, and this is not something you shouldn't listening. do in a novel. It was the the guy was playing it on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> a muscular boy in Bermuda shorts. Yeah. It's like okay, I. I mean, I hung out with musical theater people. That, and, and you think that that might be something that musical theater people... No, not even musical theater people would do that. That's just wrong. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, was he a performer? Or, like, was he being paid to play that? Or was he just, like, happened to find a piano and, like, dude, I'm totally going to play some Lady Gaga tonight. <laughs> You struck him. Was just like, what sort of random shit can I put in here to to make this party seem insane? And the guy playing Lady Gaga on the piano was it? Like, that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. If I if I am at a party and I find a piano, I do I can't help myself but sit down and play. But um, <laughs> so maybe he was just drunk and found a piano and was like, hey, I can play this. <laughs> Yeah, but the then there are those... Uh, so you have your drunk songs. 
I don't has Lady Gaga reached drunk song status yet? Apparently uh, in Neptune. Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> or okay, wherever these kids Neptune. are from. Yeah, they do have a weird like timeline in Neptune, so I don't think Lady Gaga even exists in Neptune yet. They're like ten That's years true, behind. Yeah. <laughs> like if if they said that he was playing like meatloaf, I could accept that. But not Lady Gaga. Not Lady Gaga. <laughs> Neptune, and that's just too weird. That's too weird for Neptune. This guy's this guy's probably from out of town. He doesn't know the rules. Right. He doesn't know that there's a time warp when you cross the border. Oh yeah, it is. It is spring break, so. They're like, what is this strange music you are playing? <laughs> I know, I'm surprised Veronica recognized it. But, you know, she's been living in New York, so. Right, exactly. I must say, I kind of want to go to this party just for a minute. Uh, <laughs> like, Let's go. Like, I don't want to, like, spend the entire evening there, but I kind of want to go and do a lap through the party just to see. Because... <laughs> The house is huge, and the lights are bright, and, like, everybody's drunk and having a good time. I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm pushing 40. I could totally pass for a college student. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very Gatsby. Yeah. It is very Gatsby, actually. But I kind of want to go just to kind of see the, the, the spectacle of it, and then, like, go home and sit on the couch right (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like thank god God, i don't have to ever do that again (laughs) jimmy that's the reason i go to mardi gras every year i'm just like (sighs) i'm good i'm out thanks y'all showed me enough 10 minutes in and out that's what i thought (laughs) yeah that's what i thought during halloween yvette i was like there i'm like this is good all right i'm good i'm glad i did this (laughs) oh god i'm sorry it's so awful here during that's that's one fun. thing that is one thing that I that I want to do, but literally I want to do it for ten minutes. Like I that's, that's it. That's all you can. Do. You just have to like you step need. in, dip your toe, run away screaming. Like yeah. I have, <laughs> and then I, and then like really just be thankful for your life. Like <laughs> <laughs> I came home and I'm like I love my life and I love it so much that I never have to do that again. But I'm glad I did. Like, I feel like I, at some point, I have to set foot in Mardi Gras. Like, I feel like I, I have to do it, but I just don't yeah. do it for very long. No. <laughs> There's no need. Yeah. So you guys go and then go back to Yvette's house and watch Buffy. There you go. <laughs> I only live a mile from the French Quarter, so it is, like, an easy, like, trek away. There you go. Wow. <laughs> uh. All right, so chapter 12, Veronica meets Eduardo, Rico's older cousin, and then Mac texts her to tell them that she is at the party of uh, heirs to a Mexican drug cartel, so she quickly finds Wallace and they leave. But but that was not the warning sign, okay? It wasn't the text from Mac saying drug cartel, just like that. The guy introduced himself by saying, that he's going to Hearst College. Like, I looked at that, I read that sign, I'm like, he did it, run away. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it was funny, because I thought that the reaction to the fact that he was in the drug cartel was a little bit much. 
Because, I mean, Veronica has, like, run up against some shady characters in the past. I mean, she'd be like, yeah, drug cartel got this. But she's like, oh, my, no, I got to get away. Well, so it probably yeah, wasn't the first college. But you think about her other run-in with, like, mafia types, which is the Fitzpatricks, and she was very afraid of them. Yeah, I mean, nobody nobody wants to I don't know. She lips. went to a bar all by herself, like, randomly. Yes, and then she <laughs> nearly got tattooed. <laughs> okay, because Jimmy tried to say it. Go through, say it, Jimmy. Say it. I know you want to. What, say what? What did I say? I, no, I said I, nobody wants to I, mess with lips. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Lips Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You have to specify though. Lips Fitzpatrick or Lips Eccles. Well, true. <laughs> you know. Uh, the one who's floating on her boobs and lips. <laughs> Somewhere. She, she must be so, in New no Zealand right now. Punk. Like ch- chapter uh, chapter twenty two of this book. Guess who's gonna make a surprise <laughs> appearance? Lip, calling lips it. and boobs. Lips and boobs. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no way that her body sunk, so they've got to find her somewhere, right? That's what I'm saying. She's alive. She's just like you know, you know those people who like float on forever and then they just like wash up somewhere she's just like you know surviving because of her lips and boobs like she's just washed up somewhere <laughs> I love it. only to appear in chapter 22 of this book yeah so help me god uh, but no. she, so help me god if she if she shows up in chapter 22 exactly of this book i'm hunting you down woman <laughs> <laughs> you know uh no i will appeared. run away from myself <laughs> She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> Malika appeared on uh, down below earlier today, and she made a prediction, and I was like, "Yes, I agree with Malika. <laughs> yeah. That is absolutely what will happen." <laughs> Whatever it is, <laughs> no question. The funny thing is, that I don't even remember what I say. So, like, when it actually comes true, there's very little that I'm actually like, "Oh yeah, I said that." I like have no idea. <laughs> no, I, I have to remind you, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Chapter 22, right. y'all. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Here we go. All right, so... Wait, what, what, was the, what was the original point of this? Oh, that's right, cartel. We're talking about the cartel. Cartel, yeah, cartel. Um, but we'll move on to chapter 13, because really not much happens in chapter 12. So um, we learn she runs away. more... Yeah, we learn more about how dangerous Eduardo and Rico are in chapter 13 and who their family is. And Veronica thinks that Lamb already knows who they are. And Veronica yeah. just might have to go back to the party. Because do we his... know, like, do we know that it's really like them? It's just their family. We don't know how culpable they are, in particular. Yeah, I don't think that the, that these guys are necessarily culpable for their families. Um, it's just their family. But that's not to say that the minute that they you know, finish with their MBAs and, you know, at Hearst and whatever, that they're not just going to jump right into family business. But I think this guy is a good guy for some reason. Maybe because I just thought that, I don't know. I don't know. What's that? Wait, wait, Malika, which one did you think is the good guy? Eduardo or or, um... Eduardo. Eduardo, okay. The one who batted his eyelashes at her and tried to look at her phone. And try and try and tried to drag her to the beach. For for a romantic walk along the beach. Yes, because her boyfriend was getting sweaty and dancing. 
I was like, if somebody got some guy said that to me, <laughs> no, like it was awful. It was pretty bad. That was a pretty bad pickup line. But aren't they all? <laughs> yeah, I know it's not really about the line. It's just you know about who's saying it. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, if he I, looks like that. I, he sounded. He sounded like he was cute. I, pr I probably would have went to the beach. <laughs> mm -hmm. I probably would have, too. Let's be real. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Um, I got nothing better to do. You're right. My boyfriend is sweaty in the other room. Let's go. <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't have lied about the boyfriend. I'd have been just like, hey, let's go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> no, even before he has, like, anything out of his mouth, you're like, wait a minute, beach. <laughs> to say anything jimmy's like already jumping into his arms <laughs> i was i was just glad i was just glad that the guy that was hitting on her was older and that they made sure and specified that because you know this is a spring break party and it's just a little creepier if they're you know 20 16 <laughs> wait so how old is he they said, well, I think Veronica was thinking that he looked like 26 or 27, I believe is the age that she said. And so, so. Veronica would be like about 30 now, right? Ish? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, ish. What? It was their 10-year high school reunion, so she's about 28 or 29. All right. Yeah, I can't imagine going to a college party at 30. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we were just talking about going to one at 40. <laughs> yes, but he only wants to be there for a minute. Yeah, and, okay, right. And, and it wasn't actually going to the party. It was like going to spectate the party and then leave. But she's right, actually, yeah. like, she's actually, she's actually take, playing a co-ed. Yeah, like she's trying to, I, I mean, she's not trying to take part in the party, but she's trying to play the part like she's taking part in the party. And, like, I would literally walk in the door and be like, oh, my God. And, like, <laughs> I'd be like, look at that. Oh, my God. Like, that would be my whole experience walking through the party. It would be like, oh, I can't I can't deal with it here. Especially <laughs> because we've just seen Veronica, like, what she looks like now. And she does not look like a college student. Like, no. Although she does, ha does have bigger boobs than she used to. So maybe that helps. Because she just had <laughs> a They don't question. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How does she have bigger boobs? Baby. Because she was nursing her baby oh. when they filmed the movie. Oh, that's right. Very, very. I forgot about her big boobs in the movie. Oh, how <laughs> her big boobs. I forget. So disappointed in myself. <laughs> no, but when you were talking about going to a party like 10 years after high school, which not that I ever partied in high school, but um, if I did, I'm sure that 10 years later, the things that kids are doing at parties now would be so shocking that you would just be going, what? <laughs> I don't think I would be shocked by the things they were doing at parties. I would think I would just be like, God, I'm way too old to do this shit with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I honestly, I would think that I would just be annoyed because I, I mean, like, yeah, I don't think I'd be shocked at all. I would just be really annoyed. I'd be like, oh, God, this is so juvenile. <laughs> yeah. Um, my nieces just turned 18. And I had act like I caught her throwing a party at her mom's house, like maybe like six months ago. Right. So I was just like, this isn't shocking. Like they're just getting drunk and like getting stoned, you know, like yeah. Yeah. it's still just like, oh, you kids, come on. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to shake my cane at you. Go outside and play. <laughs> 
I don't. I mean, I don't begrudge anybody. You know, teenagers party. Teenagers have fun. Twenty somethings have fun party. Whatever. You know, I I did it. I don't have any problem with it. I think that everybody should have as much fun as they they want to have in life, and you know, go for it, have a good time. But I, at pushing forty, I'm not sure that I have to watch twenty three year olds have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So chapter fourteen. Keith, we're going to go through this a little piece at a time rather than the whole thing. Um, Keith bought Veronica a gun. Oh, boy. Yeah. This was melodramatic. It yeah. was melodramatic, but it was rightly melodramatic, I guess. Shouldn't she have a gun? Like, let's be real. She's a private investigator. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's what I thought. Was... Well, I'm like, okay, taser. Well, last chapter, she gun. Was... <laughs> you know, you can just shoot him in the hand. Yeah, but last chapter she was just saying how she didn't have her have her taser because she couldn't fit it in her in her tiki torch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she needs a gun. Like all she needed to do was like she didn't have to like get all fussy about it. She just I don't know. And then she saw sadness in his eyes, and I'm like, oh god. Mm-hmm. I I figured she just needed a smaller taser. That was that would answer all those problems. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, my taser is like the size of my cell phone. Like I could easily fit that in a. You have a taser? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, my mine on the box was labeled as perfume taser, and so it's like slightly larger than a tube of, of lipstick. Oh, nice. Wait, yeah. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> Malika's like, I'm buying a taser tomorrow. I'm like googling right now. I'm like googling. Where can I get taser. one? Oh, my where, God, where, I buy one? Where, where can I get a lipstick taser? <laughs> <laughs> I, now I have. I really I have to Google it. <laughs> I live in Austin, which is a really like you know like it's a pretty safe city. But I'm like I still need one just to look cool. <laughs> just because. Just cause. Yeah. I mean, you never know what might happen. I know, like all these crazy college kids. You never know. Well, when you party with college kids. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you're at that tea party at UT, you better have that taser ready. Uh, oh all right, so. College age parties. Yeah. To so to the best part of, of this, um, there's a news report. Another girl has gone missing. Her name is Aurora Scott. Uh, Veronica saw her at the party the night before. And Aurora's parents are on TV, and Leanne Mars makes a plea for her daughter. This is ridiculous. Timeline <laughs> issues here. Timeline issues. Yeah, this is, has to be a stepdaughter. I mean, yeah. I sat there trying to do math for like 30 seconds. I was like, no, no, this is this is a stepdaughter. Well, it's just Veronica has yet. Veronica has yet another daughter. Uh, or another sister. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. His long-lost twin that is pleading for her daughter's return. That's my... (laughs) Strangely enough, looks exactly like Veronica. That's weird. Uh, That's something that will come in the next. No, Leanne's long-lost twin. So this is Veronica's aunt. Yes, Veronica's aunt is I thought you meant meant Veronica's sister. (laughs) (laughs) They had him at the same time, but then she... You know, was cryogenically frozen for seven know. years. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
it happen, it's Neptune. Yep. Or she did. Or she she just remained pregnant for seven years. Yeah, I. I I went through the math in a coma was... with a cardboard baby. <laughs> yeah. God. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that when it happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh like seriously, the show you guys. What did you even watch? <laughs> I can't believe it. It's weird. Yeah, I so first of all, I'm angry that Leanne Mars is here and uh lips and boobs is not <laughs> yeah she was like my like one of my least favorite characters up there with jackie and a bunch of other people but like you know y'all i don't know if y'all talked about i don't know like the first seven chapters episode but what what's going on with weevil getting shot by her like what what's going on shot like by did her. they just oh Remember shot by mrs movie? kane yeah. Not by lips and boobs. Sorry, by that. Oh, that's right. Think of who it was that shot him. But whatever happened to that? He I got back on his right. bike at the end of the movie because he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't. Oh, but he, is that he, get he, out of the like, charges or something? But he. I thought that it would pick. I thought that this book would pick up with that. But he drove off on uh, being a PCHer at the end, uh-huh. right? Yep. So he went back to high school. College. He went all the way back to high school. <laughs> I just wanted to know what happened more with him than think, this weird new subset of people. I know. I think we'll get it. It'd be more interesting than these co-eds. Like, why did should they have to take her back to high school or college? Hmm. The well, adults don't seem to get up to very much. It's fine. In chapter 22, when Lips and Boobs comes back, it's going to be a whole different roadshow. She's going to beat up Leanne, <laughs> and she will win our hearts forever. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. Or, or we will find out that, like, it is... Uh, um, <coughs> yeah, what's Mrs. Beckles' name? What was her name? Lynn. 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 Yeah, like, Lynn is masterminding all of these kidnappings because she's somehow, like, I don't know, some some weird sort of Snow White stepmother thing where she is harvesting their beauty to keep herself looking middle-aged. Couldn't go for you. She just went for middle-aged. She doesn't want to stretch it. She doesn't want to aim too high. <laughs> yeah. Notice how we're all avoiding talking about uh, talking about the no one wants to talk about Leanne. Because <laughs> there's really nothing to say about it. Like, she's just awful. And she's coming back, and now she has a kid, and she's on TV, and it's some kind of swindle. Like, there's just some kind of so- something swindly about it, the whole but thing. There's no way that, that Leanne could have a 16-year-old daughter and... No, I, I mean, I really do think it's, and, it's her. Not have have anybody know about it. I really well, do think it's like her um her stepkid or whatever, but she's gonna like try to pull something over on people. Like it's not like I don't know. Right, Heidi? Like this... Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying like, anything. Yeah, like she's just gonna like she's trying to dupe dupe Veronica or Keith or like all of them into something and I don't know what it is, but it's gonna happen. But this isn't just a straight, like it's not as straight as it seems. I do think she's going to pull off that this is her kid, though. I don't think that there's anything about that. 
see. Yeah, we'll have to see where this is going to go. I'm just angry that she's back. Yeah, same. I could have gone forever <laughs> without hearing from her again. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'm terribly sorry to leave you hanging on this reveal. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, you're not. You're it was a really it. good reveal. <laughs> it was. It was a really good reveal. Yeah. Oh, but my my mom, I was I was reading in the living room, um, and my mom was asking me, like, so you've had that book from the library for a while. How many times have you read it? I'm like, well, I haven't actually read it, all of it yet. She's like, no, seriously, how many times have you read it? <laughs> I just finished reading. I'm like, because we watched an episode, and we talked about it. We watched the movie. We talked. This is what we're doing. She's like, so you just stopped reading? I was like, well, it's not like I really want to read the next <laughs> It's not like it's compelling reading or anything. But... <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is maybe the first spot where you kind of want to continue. At least I did. Like, when I got here, I was like, oh, okay, got to keep going now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely wanted to know... Um, what she's doing i want to know i mean i, I let, let's let's rephrase i want to know why she's showing up in my book that um <laughs> why are you here yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, what i'm do you not want? i'm not real sure why she's here or what she wants but i want to find out so that i can get rid of her quickly exactly <laughs> just take your business and then be gone yeah. right well i I will say that you know because Heidi said that she wanted us to end on this chapter um, when it when they were first talking about um, about this girl and her last name was Scott. I got confused for a second and I was putting Adam Scott, the actor, into <laughs> his character role, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is that teacher, and he's come back." And oh, wait, what? <laughs> and then I remembered that no, that. That is the actor's name, not the character's name. On that. <laughs> so you were having a whole different reveal at the end of this chapter. <laughs> she was so bored. She was like, let me just make up stuff. <laughs> well, isn't that what you do, Malika? Malika's just like, yeah. I'll throw everything against the wall. Yes. <laughs> Maybe in my daily life, too. Yeah. yeah. up killed um, Lily. Because of this. my world. This is what I do. Backup's ghost and yeah. Lily's ghost came back. <laughs> and they're kidnapping these girls. Oh, and they're sending them to Duncan to eat their souls because... <laughs> and now you have a theory, Jimmy. <laughs> yep. So, so that, right. that's, that's all it takes. From cardboard into a real human boy. <laughs> And then there was magic right, we... in in, <laughs> in Veronica Mars, yeah. <laughs> All right, should we do some quotes? Ooh, I do sure. have one. Hold on. I have one. Yay! You oh, I have okay. two, actually. I have two. Well, Hold you on, go first. Me... Okay, sorry. I'm, like, pulling it up right now. I've got to, like, search back through my Kindle. Okay. Um. All right, so this is my first quote, and I've quoted it just because it's so bad. Bikini tops were strewn across the slate stones like so many dead fish. 
<laughs> like dead fish. That's really good. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I have to go before anybody else takes it. So I asked Wait, hang for a, a second. Pony. I think I have a quote. I found one. Okay, well, I'm going to do this before anyone else takes it. I asked go. for a pony, and year after year, I'm disappointed. Oh, that was my quote. <laughs> but I have another one. Go. Well, we started out in Carlos and Charlie for hurricanes. <laughs> but after I lost the wet t-shirt contest, we were like, forget this. So we popped some mollies and headed out to the O-Niners phone party. I don't remember much, but I did get the digits of a really cute Delta State. His, <laughs> His dad owns a Jaguar dealership. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that was... All right, Jimmy, what you got? Hold on. Those were those were two of mine. Um, hold on. God, it's so hard to find them in here. Um, okay, this is this is so amazing. Is, is this like a movie star's mansion or something? Oh my gosh, tell me it's not Robert. It's Robert Pattinson's because if it is, I think I, I think I might die. No, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dialogue. Um, yep, that's what I went with dialogue. So Wallace, it scares me when you smile like that. Veronica, scares you? Wallace, come on, don't you trust me? Wallace, are you looking for the honest answer or the one where we stay on speaking terms? <laughs> I did almost, I almost uh, highlighted that one too. I think that's everything for me. Yvette, did Seriously? your other one get done? Wait, I'm like looking through this right now. No, I, yeah, no, it's good. Because I've got like another three. Uh, I do have a couple. So, like, sad, but I, I do have, have one any. more, too. So. All right. Okay, Naomi, well, go ahead. Do yours. I'll go. Like, you're right, TJ. I can't give you detention, but I can bench you for the rest of the season. Or now, here's an idea. I could call your mom. Ring, ring. Well, hello, Mrs. Wiggins. I just wanted to make sure that TJ is allowed to drink three foot tall pina coladas, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, I have Keith. I thought you already had a boyfriend with a fancy car, mm. Veronica. You can never have too many fancy cars. <laughs> True. Uh, I got. Uh, so, so, what are you guys doing tonight? Want to go get a few beers? Tempting, Max said. But I thought I'd stab my eyes out with a spoon instead. <laughs> <laughs> and until the next line, it's like what why <laughs> i forget about spring break and then she says that and i'm like huh yeah <laughs> and then you're like oh yeah spring break yeah rather stab my oh, eyes oh yeah okay <laughs> i'm like i know she drinks beer we saw it in the movie what is she talking about <laughs> uh all right i think that's everything that's really worth doing for me okay anything else yep. naomi um nah not really Okay. I, I got all my good ones. All right, cool. Um, we do have one piece of feedback. Would anybody be able to jump on Facebook and read that comment for us? I can do that right now. Thank you. This is from Marie. Um, has anyone read Rob Thomas's novels? He has this. Is this? Am I reading the read? Am I reading the right thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Marie. Okay, Marie says, "Has anyone read Rob Thomas's novels?" 
He has this thing for writing very tall, lanky men. The teacher from Rat Saw God comes to mind. So I love that they use the same description for Dr. Haig. There are other bits of the description that come straight from his other books, and it just makes me happy that he was involved with those little details. It also makes me happy that Dr. Haig was validating because V definitely needed that. Wallace gets involved in the best way possible. He is such a grown-up now. Keith busted him and Piz with fake IDs in season three. Now he's the one getting to do the busting and blackmailing into helping out a good cause instead of ratting out to the strict mother, just like he learned from Keith. But then V and W are back to being the dynamic duo, going undercover and partying. I was a little disappointed that they didn't use this opportunity to bring in the Fitzpatricks, or at least the (laughs) Russian mob. Maybe gory from season three. Um, does Neptune really have room for another major crime family? Of course they do. And then there's chapter 14. <laughs> Keith is feeling a little bit better and the Mars banter is back. B is still freaked out about guns. I totally get Keith's point, but I can't blame her. She has been held at gunpoint way more often than I have, and I don't like guns either. And to top it off, there's Leanne crying on the news about wanting her daughter back and just making me hate her even more. My reaction is the same as Keith's. No other words can describe that moment. Thanks, Marie. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Marie. And uh, she stepped right up because I didn't even post it on Facebook until earlier today. I was like, oh, we didn't find any feedback. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm sure she pulled out her book and uh, and looked back because I couldn't tell what chapters were. About I know, seriously. From memory. <laughs> Either she has a photographic memory or you did some some serious work in a very short period of time and we thank you. <laughs> yes, we appreciate it. Well, I, I will say that it was like, because you, you posted your mind, hey, everybody, remember we're recording these chapters. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. And, oh, I need to read that. Oh, I need to read that. And then it got to be like six o'clock. I'm like, I've got plenty of time. I, I seriously, I sat down and I read it in 40 minutes. So, like, it, it took me about an hour to read it. Like I was expecting it was going to take me all day to get through seven chapters, but I did it in like an hour, and I was like, "Oh, look at that! That was quick." They were very short chapters. Yeah, yeah. yeah I read it right before, um, right after I finished recording Bible on Five, and yeah, right before we recorded this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we're not doing ratings until we finish the book because I don't think that would be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so we will move to some predictions. But th- there is one thing that we that we missed mentioning um, in chapter 12, I think. We had the title scene because uh, yeah. the guy comes up and he's like, $1,000 for the best PM line. Oh, so there good, we go. Good catch. Um, ah. I mean, I didn't yeah. even notice that. Oh. Wow. <laughs> We're all like, wow. <laughs> <We're> all, <laughs> was not paying attention. Was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Way to show us up. <laughs> but no, good catch. Yep. So there we go. I don't know if it's important, but it's something. But there it was. All right, so what do you guys think is going to happen? I think Leanne's killing these girls just because it's fun, and she's mad that um, that Veronica kicked her out of the house. She's going to pin it on Veronica. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with, I don't think it's Leanne. I think it's Leanne's twin sister that is making the call for her daughter. Um, I think Leanne is 
I don't know, in a ditch somewhere, I hope. And and Malika, you think that 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 uh, Lynn's going to come back in chapter twenty-two? That's also predictable. <laughs> yeah, we're writing that down. That's the one I that's going to that. come true. I, we all know I it. I do, but I think that Leanne is actually trying to get money out of or something out of um, out of all of this, and like she's not. She does have this other daughter, but it's from another. You know, it's not her own, but she's still trying to swindle somebody out of something somewhere. For some kind of thing, and hope she dies a horrible, terrible death with Veronica's gun. Oh, this is Chekhov's gun. Dark. Oh, there is. There's going to be. I this... thought of that. I thought of that too. There okay. is going to be this gun involved. But I, I, I'm just, I'm stuck on the fact that there was a, a guy who went to Hearst College, and now bad things are happening to girls. So I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I still think it's too early to think of him. I mean, I'm not you theorize whatever you want, but I'm like mm, I'm like I don't think that it's gonna be him or Rico, Rico or Eduardo. I think it's gonna be their grandfather. No, <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll see. But I do think that these girls are possibly being picked up for. Um, they're not. I don't think that they're dead. I think they're they're like being trafficked. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So Chad is a red herring. Is that where you guys landed there? Yeah. 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 And how about Crane? Yeah. I don't even think Crane. it's worth mentioning, Oops. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> considering Who's we, Crane? Yeah, considering we couldn't remember who he was, I was the like... stepbrother. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, the one that that beat somebody with a tire chain. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. I do think that um. Lynn and the cartel have something to do with each other. Lynn? Leanne. Echo. Oh, sorry, Leanne. Leanne? <laughs> Leanne. She could be Leanne. talking about Lynn, guys. Yeah. <laughs> she is going to be back in chapter 22. Mother whose name begins with L, are you meaning? Yeah. <laughs> Which one are you referring to? <laughs> Both. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we will be back next time, and we will be discussing chapters 15 through 20. So, until then, bye. Bye, bye everybody. Bye, bye everyone. Bye.